Welcome to Champion Circle Podcast. We have a mandate to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ because your life matters to God. Grab a Bible and get set to receive a personal word from the Lord as you listen to this timely and spirit-filled message. Here is today's message. Understanding pathways to godliness and that's part two of the teaching series, Pathway to Godliness. By introduction, we are told that every revelation is revolutionary in nature. Every revelation is revolutionary in nature. That is, whatever you catch as a revelation can turn things around for you. A lady was looking for a husband. She had prayed. She has fasted. They have laid hands. They have laid legs on her. They have mantled her. They have poured oil on her. They have poured anoint, uh, blood or sprinkling. They have done all manner of spiritual exercise. But her condition remained the same. Until one day, she was reading the scripture in Genesis chapter 2. And she saw that God made for every human being a partner. Not that he will make. He has already made it. And she said, okay. How did he do it? And she saw from the scripture that God, you know, formed, put clay together and breath upon man and man became a living soul. And he said, okay. And then she saw again that we are co-creators. Ah, She said, okay. That means whatever God created, I can also create. You know what she did? Revelation came. Revolution also came. She ran outside. She, she sat down on the ground. Thank God it was raining season. So the ground was a little bit wet. She gathered sand and made an effigy of a human being and said, my husband, wherever you are, come alive. Two weeks, the guy showed up. Revelation. Somebody say Revelation. Revelation. Revelation provokes revolution. There is what you will hear in this service. I bet you, you will never suffer that affliction again. Just be attentive. Be focused. Behave like you are the only one here. Don't be wishing that your husband was here. Your husband is not needed now. Don't be wishing that your son that is giving you a headache is here to hear what pastor is saying. No! What you are hearing is enough to change him. That is the problem of church. We wish, I wish Sister Mary, this is her word. What she wants is your own. <laughs> Mary is not here. You are here. You are more important than anybody who is not here. I have learned in ministry never to begin to wish that so, 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 and so person was here in the service because maybe this thing would have happened, that one would have happened. Maybe that's, I was telling pastor, I say sometimes when you call a special meeting, the people that you think should come will not come. The devil will resist them. But if they were resisted by the devil, he couldn't resist you. And you have a link to that person. That means there's something you can carry from here and go and destroy the power of darkness wherever it is. All you need to do is just be here. Do what? Be here. Be here. Listen, the word you are hearing this morning will travel to your village. I wish you understand what I'm saying. What you are hearing this morning will travel to your village. The word of God will visit somebody that is standing as a colossus against your destiny this morning. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. And you will hear stories. You will hear testimonies. They will call you on phone. They will say, it don't happen. Praise the Lord. We were in a service like that. And I told the people, it was a prayer, just like Pastor did before we started. Let us dance, let us pray. Sometimes you think these things are just to occupy time. No, they are prophetic. Please understand. We don't joke. This is not a, a comedy theater. This is God's altar. And whatever we say from here is provoked from heaven. It may look like a joke, but it is a serious matter. So I told them, we are going to dance. And this dance, we excavate things in your village. And we began to dance. And we began to praise. We were dancing like crazy people. When we started dancing, the power of God started moving. People were dropping under the anointing. Nobody was touching anybody, sir. And when we finished, after the service, one of the brothers in the church received a phone call from the village. And he said, what happened? Where did you go to? What did ha Something happened in the village. They said, what is it? It happens that there had been a demonic tree planted in his father's compound where the destiny of every member of the family has been tied to. Nobody is going anywhere. They labor like elephants, eat like ants. They struggle. Intelligent people, creative people, hardworking people, but nothing to show. Maybe that is your story. Today it's coming to an end. I said today is coming to an end. And by the time they called, they said, what? He said, what happened? They said that at so, so, so time, she, he checked the time. It was that time we were doing that praise. He said, one strange wind came, uprooted the tree, lifted it high above the buildings, and took it to a space where there is nobody, and dropped it there. The tree didn't break any zinc. It didn't spoil anything. It didn't kill anybody. It just put it and went and dropped it somewhere. And that was how the destiny of that family was released. Whatever has been planted, whatever has been installed, maybe in form of an altar against your family, and they have said that so long as you are from this lineage, you will never go anywhere. We that we are controlling you. That's at all day by the word of God, I decrease supernatural excavation. I send Holy Ghost tsunami to that altar in the name of Jesus Christ. What has never happened to your family before, you will be the first to share that testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. By the revelation of the word of God today, I decree a revolution in your family. In the name of Jesus Christ. And so shall it be. Jesus' mighty name. Please, you may be seated. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60, Arise, shine. Arise, shine. Now, if you want to shine, there is something to do. You must rise. You must be tired of that situation. You must be tired of bringing the same prayer point every time. <sighs> you see, some of us, we have a particular prayer point. Since Shiloh 2010 is still in your prayer point. What happened? Is it that God doesn't answer prayers? There is something that you need to do you have not done. Because God is more than enough to do that thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? 
See, it is you that calculate times and seasons. It is you that calculate protocols and bureaucracies. God does not. He does what you want to do anytime you want to do it, how you want to do it. I want you to understand this. This is very important. Arise, shine, for your light is come. Arise, shine. Many of us want to sit down and want to shine. It is not possible. That is not the kingdom protocol. Do you understand me now? That is not what? The kingdom, the kingdom protocol is that you rise, then you shine. So, I pray that this morning, the grace to rise will come upon you. Amen. The grace to rise will come upon you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. We are also told that God will not tell us to do what he has not empowered us to do. No. God is not a wicked God. He's not a taskmaster. If God says, be holy, it means you can be holy. It's all of you. It's just about you agreeing that you can be holy. God says, be ye holy even as I am what? Holy. That means he has empowered you to be holy. You can stop that bad habit. You can stop that secret smoking. You can stop that secret drinking of alcohol. That secret suffering of the pornographic sight that you use to satisfy your sexual urges. You can stop it. It is possible to stop it. It's just for you to agree that it's possible. Are you understanding me now? God has not asked you to do anything that is not possible. Nothing. Nothing. It's possible. It's po I've met people who, in my life and ministry, I've met people who you never believe can change from certain things. But by the word of God, they are so transformed. Somebody called me one time and said, please, are you the pastor of this church? I said, yes. He said, there's one of your members. He called, she called the name of the person. I said, yes, I know him. And she said something. He said, please, sir, whatever you did that made this man change, please keep doing it. I said, what do you mean? He said, I know him. The guy is bad. But I spoke, I've been speaking with him for five, ten minutes now. His language has changed. His mannerism has changed. His antecedents have changed. He was known as a chronic womanizer. Whether you are married or not, does not affect him. If you like wear five rings in all your five fingers, you are on your own. If you want to break through, he will. But, by the time he encountered the word of righteousness, things began to change. Bring it, things began to form. I called him one day. I said, you will not serve outside again. You will be serving inside. He said, why? I said, because you, you are vulnerable outside. And I said, from today, only greet people by handshake. No hugging. That's what a father does to the children. Gives them instruction for their betterment. And he said, okay. That was how he stopped. And this, they were helping him. At home, sometimes, he wanted to deviate again and say, ah, you deviated. For that reason, this is your punishment. I know the fear face. Like be a billionaire in dollars. If I want to punish you, I will punish you free of charge. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And today, he had a testimony. Are you understanding it, 
you must rise or else you cannot uh, shine. Had there been all the instructions that were given to him, he wasn't obeying. He will stay where he is. Your story is changing. Your story is changing. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, what are the costs of ungodliness? Quickly, what is the cost of ungodliness? Number one, it blocks access to healing and health. It blocks access to healing and health. Ungodliness blocks your access to healing and health. Most of the things we suffer as sickness is as a result of ungodliness. Not all, most of them. That's why when that man was brought to Jesus in the book of Mark, chapter 2, after from verse 5 to 11, after the man was brought to him for healing, he said first, your sins are forgiven. <laughs> Jesus knew the source of the issue. See, until you deal with the source, the symptoms you are treating will never go. Even medically. Are you understanding me now? For instance, do you know that headache is not a sickness? Ah, you didn't know. Headache is not a sickness. No. Headache is not a sickness at all. It is not in the categories of sickness, medical science wise speaking. What is headache? It's a symptom of another problem. Do you understand it? Meaning that the headache you are feeling now is an alarm to your body that something is wrong. But you will go and buy 10 packets of Panadol. Be drinking it like a native doctor. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon, evening. Facing the north. <laughs> After you are finished consuming those analgesic, your condition does not change. It gives you temporary relief. After that, because the real issue has not been dealt with, you are just treating symptoms. Headache is a symptom. That's why when they give you that, that's why they tell you, if after two days, you always hear the ad advert, right? you think they don't know what they're saying. They know now, that's why they're saying it. They say, if after two days, your condition does not improve, do what? Consult a doctor. <laughs> Consult a... Because that is, your headache is not the problem. There's another issue. Maybe there's something you are eating that is causing you problem. Maybe you are not sleeping well at night. Those are the issues. If you can solve the source of the problem, the symptom goes without prayer. It's not a prayer point. It will go on its own. That's how it is to live with God. If you cannot deal with the same problem, the challenges in your family will persist. Trust me, I'm telling you the gospel truth. You know, God told me one time, he said, tell the people that he didn't design us to live by miracles. He designed us to live by principles. Do you understand it? How do, what did God design us to do? To live by what? Not by miracles. But 90% or more of the people seated here now are looking for miracles. They don't want to hear the principles. Pastor, pray, I beg. Pastor, give us the communion. Make I, in fact, I have two cups I go drink today. That is not where your problem is. <laughs> if you like doing the whole tree, your wala can still be there. If you like, let us all sacrifice and say, oh yeah, madam, drink the whole tree. You will just go and be purging. Because you overdrank the thing. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You just go and be purging. Principles. Somebody say principles. 
That is what provokes miracles. Principle. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. That's the principle. That's the kingdom principle. Let us please stick to principles. And then you'll find miracles happening anyhow. It was because Adam and Eve broke the principles of their marriage in the garden. That was why they were driven out. Nothing else. He just broke principles. God said, do not eat this thing. Principle. You want to enjoy this garden? Just maintain what I said. You won't have any... I know there's an enemy here, but just follow my lead. Follow my guide. And that's all. But they wanted to be smarter than God. And they lost out. Anytime you think you want to be smarter than God, you'll be incurring more problems for you. How can you be dating somebody who is married? And you are anointing yourself every day for favor. You are breaking principles. You are breaking principles. The man won't marry you. And if he does, he will use you to do rituals. Oh, I am hard at telling you this truth. That's the truth. Because if I don't tell you, I can't help you. Massaging you does not help you. You can't go marry somebody's husband and you expect it to be well with you. How? One of my daughters came one day. Daddy, daddy is working, is working, is working. I said, praise God. What is working? He said, the word is working. The prophecy is working. Lord, God is using you. I said, thank God. What is the problem? What is the miracle? What is it? He said, God. He said, sir, finally, somebody has proposed. I said, praise God. Who is this person? And she started telling me. Now, the longer shot of the story is that the man is married with a wife and baby. And uh, there's a way you meet me. If I ask you a question, even if you wanted to lie, you cannot. Uh, I have that grace. <laughs> they say, why would I ask you a question? Even if you planned to lie, the moment I ask you the question, the anointing for lie will disappear. You will say the truth. So she told me, I said, so when she said, I said, wow. I said, so this man that is married, that is proposing to you, what about his wife? He said, hey, hey. he said that the marriage is not working. He made a mistake by marrying her. Actually, he, uh, that I'm his first love, that we have actually known each other before, but because of some little, little issues, he, he couldn't wait, so he had to just marry her. Now he has realized he made a mistake, and uh, he, both of them know the marriage is not working, and she's ready to go. Me too, he's ready to go, so they can go on with their lives, and all that stuff, and then now, so he has come. So God has finally reversed to my original passion. When you want to commit sin at times, you write the Bible. <laughs> and then <laughs> I said, okay. So what do you want me to do now? Daddy, please die to work. I say it will not work. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't I, I, I write here, I say it will not work for you. In the name of Jesus, that man will not marry you. You are wicked. See, ah, daddy. I said, yes. I said, now let's adjust the equation. What if you were the one this man married? 
and you give birth to a child for him. And then he suddenly comes to tell you that he has now discovered he made a mistake by marrying you. He is going back to his first love. I say, what kind of prayer would you pray for him and that girl? Say, Holy Ghost fire. I say, that's exactly the agreement. I said, that's what exactly they are praying and I'm joining them. I'm joining my faith with them to pray Holy Ghost fire against you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Obey principles, you will see the miracles. Are you understanding me now? Obey principles, you will see the miracles. That is the way it is. You can't commit fornication and adultery because you are looking for a child and expect God to endorse it. No, sir. No man. There is nothing God cannot do. I mean nothing. You don't have a womb. Is it, are you the first? Are you the first? Many women in the past have had the same condition. Even some they don't have womb. Their husband don't, don't have low sperm count or no sperm at all. And yet they get birth without committing evil. The same God is your God. He can turn it around. Amen. Are you understanding me now? I went to preach in one of our churches and I, call, I was led by the Spirit of God to call out the women that were looking for the fruit of the womb. And I was praying. Somehow I stopped at some point and I was asking, what do you want? Because, you see, there are people that because of other people, they want to behave like they are looking for the fruit of the womb. But in their heart, they are not. Yes. I tell you the truth. It's a strange world we are living in. It's a strange world. You are busy praying for them. Oh God, visit them with a child. Visit them. But in their heart, they don't want any child. They have their useless reasons for not having a child. Meanwhile, you are fasting and praying. So that's why Jesus will always ask, What do you want me to do for? This is a blind man. How can Jesus be asking a blind man what he wants? Does common sense not supposed to tell him that this man wants to see? But no, Jesus knows that your heart desire may be different from what I think. So he gives you what you want. So as I'm talking now, I want you to begin to picture what you want. Because I'll give you a few minutes to pray. So that you will say it with your mouth. That God, this is what I want. And he will do what? He will give you what you want. Praise the Lord. So long as according to his uh, will. Don't forget that one. Remember, I'm talking about principles and miracles. Because if it's not according to his will, he will not give you. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me now? If you want me to be your husband, God can't give me to you. Because I already be, I'm a husband to somebody. And that person is not tired of me yet. So, your prayer cannot be according to his uh, will. Praise the Lord. If you want God to kiss somebody's wife so that you can become the wife, God won't give you because you are a murderer. That's principles. Praise the Lord. So, ungodliness makes you sick and unhealthy. Number two, it blocks your access to durable riches. It blocks your access to durable riches. Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who feared the Lord. He said that riches and wealth shall be in his house. Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. Genesis 2, 22, verse 18. 
as long as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest shall not what? Cease. So, ungodliness blocks access to durable riches. If you want to prosper, prosper rightly. Don't dupe people. Don't do 419 and be anointing your instrument of wickedness with oil. No. It doesn't work like that. Don't cheat in your business. Don't be selling mudu with, I mean, rice with pregnant mudu. You know pregnant mudu? Punch it from outside, you think get belay from inside. Rice that is supposed to be eight cups, your own is six. Because you want to make quick gain. Durable riches comes to righteous people. Don't borrow money and refuse to pay. That's wickedness. You can't prosper that way. Don't owe your workers. They work for you from month beginning to month end. And you, 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 you tell them there's no money. Things are hard. Nigeria is hard. Buhari has spoiled the country. You are worse than Buhari. <laughs> Durable riches come by righteousness. Praise the Lord. Don't forge certificates to get a job. Because you must collect the salary. You go and swerve David to change your age. You are 50 and your certificate says you are 30. You have minus 20 years of your destiny without knowing because of money. And when the whole thing will start coming back to you, you'll be running from one prophet to another. They'll be using you to make the whole money you have collected fraudulently, they will use it to collect it from you again too. Because they will tell you, you must sow seed. You must plant three. Durable riches come by righteousness. Are you understanding what I'm saying now? Don't fake anything because you want to get money. You want to travel abroad. You gather all manner of fake documents just to get visa. Who told you that your destiny is abroad? Listen, above is better than abroad. I will look up to the hills where my help comes from. Are you understanding that now? This is very important. And then number three, it blocks access to help in times of trouble. Ungodliness blocks access to help in times of trouble. When you are in trouble, it is your godliness that will bail you out. It's your righteousness that will bail you out. It's your holiness that will bail you out. When you are in trouble, God will look at your heart and see that you are not guilty. Even though they are charging you with guilt. But God knows you are not guilty. He will come and rescue you. Are you understanding it now? That is what godliness does for you. But ungodliness will block your access to help. People will want to help. But when they hear the story behind you, what you are doing, they will say, hey, uh, I cannot help you. So you truly committed a crime. That's nothing I can do. Are you understanding that? Ungodliness will block your access to help. From today, may you receive help. Everything that constitutes ungodliness in your life is destroyed on this mountain. In the name of Jesus Christ. What is the way out? Repentance. Somebody say repentance. Somebody say repentance. Repentance is the way out. You must repent. Change. That is the meaning of repentance. Change. Turn from what you are doing and come to God with a simple heart of surrenderedness. Lord, I'm sorry. 
I did it. Don't justify your errors. Don't prove to God that you have a right to do what you did because they did you first. God is not interested in how it happened. It is that it happened. Don't justify your sin. No. No. See, if you want to look at certain situations of our life, we can, in quotes, have right to do some things that we do in error. Why? Because there seems to be justification for it. Are you understanding me now? You come and take my wife and kill my son. And then I see you. And I have a gun. I won't pray for you. I will minister to you. Is that not so? That looks like the right thing to do. But when God says otherwise, you better pocket your gun. He knows how to fight. See, your vengeance mission cannot be as serious as God's vengeance. Praise the Lord. That's why he said, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. There are situations that you just allow God to fight. Because when God begins to fight, even you will be beating your enemy. <laughs> are you understanding me now? You even, hey, Kai, the man and we came but this one is too much now. Kai, God, I beg. You almost begin to pray for him. But God will say, give way. It is my battle. It's not your battle. They touched you, and so they touched me be that. And I know how to deal with people that touch me. God's vengeance is better than your own. Are you understanding me now? And some of us don't even have a heart to do certain kind of wickedness because it's not in your nature. Don't let another person make you look like a devil. Allow God, who has right and power to do and undo, to do it for you. God will fight for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, repentance is a mystery of godliness that no matter what you have done in the past, God can change it. God can say, yes, she used to be this, she used to be that, but now I have washed her. She's no longer what you think. Listen, it doesn't matter your past. When God saves you, he saves you. Yes, you have done prostitution before. Yes, you have done uh, all kinds of abortion before and your womb has... There was a story of one of our members in Canaan land, a lady who was a former prostitute, professional prostitute. She was a professional. That was her career. She had a place where she does her business in a hotel. And different men come visit. She will service them. They will pay her. Until one day, she encountered Jesus. And she gave her life to Christ. As at the time she got born again, her life was already battered. Shattered. Messed up. She had done a surgery to remove her womb. Because one of the abortions she did almost killed her. So the only way to save her life was to remove the womb. So she had to agree because she needed to leave. But when she got born again, she began to serve God with commitment. The same aggression she used to do prostitution, she used it to serve God. She was mad for Jesus. She was crazy for Jesus. Everywhere you see her, you will know this one is a Jesus woman. 
Age was no longer on her side. She started very young to do prostitution. So you can imagine what prostitution would have done to her body. Physically. Her mind, everything was messed up and abused. But she came to Jesus and stuck to Jesus. And then one day, she was serving in the choir. So one day, a brother came to her and said, Sister, my name is this and this. Um, what's your name, please, if you don't mind? She said, my name is this. I said, okay. Um, truly, I came to you for a purpose. I have been praying for God to show me my wife. And from all the revelations and indications I've been seeing, you are the one. I want you to go and pray about it, think about it, and give me a feedback because I am truly interested to marry you. The lady said, my brother, there's no need to go and pray. There's no need. I can give you the answer now. There's no need. You know, there are situations you find yourself. You don't need any other any protocol. It's like wasting your time and wasting the person's uh, time. And he said to him, sir, don't bother. It is not possible for God to tell you that I'm your wife because God knows my condition. And he knows that this condition that I am now is not a marriageable condition. Now, listen, I prophesy to somebody now. That condition that you are in, they have said it is not possible because of that condition. But I speak as an oracle of the living God and I decree that before this month of September 2021 is over, you will hear a testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. You will see a testimony. It will look like a dream of the night. In the name of Jesus Christ. It is done. It is done. I say it is done. Sit down. Now, this man said to her, just go and pray now. He said, oh God, there's no need to pray because I can't be your wife. He said, okay, why? Say so one, I was a former prostitute. Two, I don't have a womb. Are you ready to marry a woman that cannot give birth? Can you see that? It's not possible. That's why I said there's no need to go and be praying about what we already know God has answered. So just go and look for another person. God will show you another person. But for me, forget it. The man said, oh, Okay. Uh, I will get back to you. He went back and continued praying. The same revelation. The same direction. He said, no, God cannot lie. He went back and said, I still want to marry you like that. He said, ah, you have to tell your mother, tell your father, tell your community. Now this is it. <laughs> because I don't want anybody to harass me. Are you understanding me now? That is what repentance does. That's the point I'm trying to say. Are you understanding? That's what. Not that you are repented, but you are still hiding something under the cupboard. Even you, you are suspecting yourself. He said, "You have to tell everybody and tell pastor, because I don't want that. If you push me now and I agree, then after two months they will say, ah, I want to carry my grandchildren. No, there's no grandchild. Though. The man said, okay." But uh, I will tell, but not everybody. If you were my mother, would you allow me to marry somebody that does not have a womb? So there's no need to tell her. Let us be reasonable. But we can tell pastor, no problem. So they did and did. After too many dragging, they finally married. But look at Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah El Shaddai. The one that is double-breasted. 
You can feed the whole world and still have extra. In one year, the woman got pregnant. No womb. No womb. But she got pregnant. She gave birth until she started doing family planning. That will be your testimony. The people that have been laughing at you, asking questions, where is your God? Where is your God? This is your God, not a good person, husband. They will come back and congratulate you very shortly. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So, repentance is the way out. What are the demands of godliness? Abstain from all appearance of evil. First Thessalonians 5.22 The Bible says, abstain from all appearance of evil. If you want God to help you, you you must abstain from all appearance of evil. You cannot be looking for a husband, but you look like a prostitute and you want a brother to come and marry you. If you're a brother, will you marry yourself? Abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. You are dating somebody, but you are sleeping in his house every weekend. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Every now and then you are in beer parlor claiming that you are drinking malt. <laughs> now they can drink their beer. Me, I'm drinking malt. God sees my heart. It's malt I'm drinking. Meanwhile, there's malt out inside the bottle. <laughs> Abstain from all appearance of evil. You cannot say you are a Christian child of God, born again, and you dress anyhow. You wear short skirt, tear it in front and tear it behind, and be walking like this, like a civilized demon on the road. How, how, can, you, how can you say that? And you are speaking in tongues. Le kata, kata, kata. That's why everything is kata, kata for you. <laughs> Repent. Abstain from every appearance of evil. Tell your neighbor, abstain from every appearance of evil. Are you getting something from this teacher? The next thing, flee from sin. Do what? Flee. To flee eh, is not running. No. no. Flee is senior brother to run. As you are running, you are jumping, you are, you are scaling heights. Flee from all appearance of evil. Flee. Flee from sin. The man you are engaged to marry says, until I sleep with you, I will not pay your bride price. Flee. Do what? Flee. Don't tell me, eh? after all, we have agreed to marry. The Bible says two cannot walk together except they agree. That's the only Bible you know. You have not seen the one that says flee. James 4.17 Submit yourself. Resist the devil. And he will what? Flee. So he too will flee. Are you understanding me now? Flee. 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 Flee means run. Like Joseph, run. Joseph had the opportunity to sleep with Potiphar's wife. And nobody will know. In fact, they will promote him. They will increase the salary. You know women, they can influence their husband. Darling, this brother Joseph is hardworking. Please increase his salary. The guy is very hardworking. Do you know that when you traveled, he was walking and walking and walking and walking. And potty potty will say, okay, my dear. It's alright. So, like how much do you think we should add? If I double it. Double it. So that it will be encouraged to stay. It's a lie. He's eating something from behind the curtain. That's why. 
But Joseph said, no, I cannot do such a wicked thing against my God. He said, I fear God. Do you fear God? That thing you are doing, do you fear God? Flee from sin. And finally, resist the devil. Resist what? The devil. Resist the devil. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. He said, the enemy as a roaring lion is going about looking for whom to devour. He said, who resisted fastly in the faith? Because the same temptation is also there with your brethren in the world. In other words, you are not the only one going through this temptation. If others have overcome, you can overcome. Are you understanding me now? I courted my wife, friendship, dating, everything for about seven years. I never saw her pant once. Seven years. I never saw her under skirt once. Talk of sleeping with her. What am I sleeping for? Something that will sleep forever. What are you sleeping for it now? Why are you pinching your own food? Pinching. Are you a cat? Praise the Lord. Are you understanding me now? Is it that there was no temptation? Is it that there was no feeling? I have flesh and blood. You see that my organs were not working heavy, working powerfully, engine, machine. But there was control because of he that lives inside. There was control because of he that lives inside. You must, as a matter of commitment, say no to unrighteousness. That's the only way God comes to your rescue. So when you kneel down to pray, God will know that a saint is talking. Are you understanding me now? Not asking God for that family crisis to come to an end. God knows that you are entitled to it. God will call record keepers to come and bring your record. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Bring the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3. He said, And God brought the records and opened it to see those that desire to be blessed and those that qualify to be blessed. God will open records for you today. And the records that will open me be in your favor. It will be in your favor in the name of Jesus Christ. When God calls for your record, what would they see? Would they see the sin you committed yesterday night? Just this Saturday you committed. This Saturday, yesterday evening. You committed around 7 p.m. I'm speaking prophetically now. Around 7 p.m. You did something that was in error. And God was shaking his head. The host of heaven will say, no, no, don't, don't. But you were so carried away by your lust that you were, you fell. That's not the end of your life. There's chance to change. Are you understanding me now? There's opportunity to say, ah, God, you caught me. I'm sorry. That's what repentance is. There are things you are doing secretly. You may not be committing fornication, but what is in your heart is worse than fornication. That malice that bitterness, God is angry with it. There are people you don't greet. If they greet you, you answer from the nose. Auntie, good morning. <laughs> Practicing witchcraft in the afternoon. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you following what I'm saying now? It's a sin against God. When you carry people too much in your heart, there's no space for God to stay. God wants to enter, but he checks there. There are too many people inside. Your father-in-law is there. Your mother-in-law is there. Your senior brother, that your own senior brother, is there. Even your mother is also there. The whole place is... 
occupied. And most of the people you are carrying, they are overweight. So even if God wants to squeeze himself, no way. God will say to when you discharge them, I will come. You can discharge them this morning. I said you can discharge them this morning. 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 There's somebody here. There's somebody seated here. You are a lady. If you can let go that hurt in your heart, God said, I should tell you, the affliction has come to an end. Yes, you were hurt. You really were hurt. If I were you, I would be hurt also. But God is saying, I should tell you, that the battle is his own. It's not your battle. Say, let's go and watch what I will do. There are things you are believing God for, but the anger will not allow things to happen. Please, let it go. In the name of Jesus Christ. Before we shut down quickly, as our covenant day of family life, or family day, covenant family day, I want you to take note of the few things quickly before we pray. One, you must know that by redemption, our lineage has changed now that we are members of the household of God. Our lineage was changed. John chapter 1 verse 12. The Bible says, to as many as received him, to them he gave what? Power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Our lineage has changed. You are no longer in that family line. The bloodline that is in you now is a different bloodline. Praise the Lord. Now that you are a child of God or you become a child of God today, I want you to know that your bloodline has changed. What was peculiar to the family you came from that was negative does not have right to stick to you. Do you understand? Maybe your family, they don't get married on time. And your age is going. And something is telling you, check now. Auntie this, auntie that, uncle this. It's the same thing. So it's just relax. Manage it like that. That is the lie of the devil. Are you understanding me now? Your family line has what? Change. From today, you will break records. Number two, every generational cause, spells and enchantments associated with our biological family or lineage has no more hold on our lives. Whatever that is traceable, like I said in the first point, to your family lineage, don't have right over your life. Why? Galatians 3.13. It says that Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Being made a cause because it is written, cause is everyone that hanged upon the cross or the tree so that the blessings of Abraham will come to the Gentiles. So you see that though your biological identity presupposes that because you are from this social family, this is what is going to happen to you. I want you to know that your case is now different. Your case is now different. You will be the first to break that genes. You will have that baby. You will have that husband. You will have that wife. Now, you may not know this. Even men struggle to marry. Just the way ladies are, oh God, send my husband. That's how men are also praying. God, send my wife. I met a man one day in my office, 40 something years, no wife. And he was like, Pastor, pray for me. No, I say, Ah, wife food everywhere now. All these sisters that have been praying, 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 go and cut their prayer point and collect one. He said, Pastor, you don't understand. I actually, I was just kidding. 
But I knew that there was a hand holding him from his family background. That hand is broken now. That hand is broken now. I say that hand is broken now. In the name of Jesus Christ. God will use you to deliver your family. God will use you to separate you from that evil covenant. That covenant that says that everyone in this family must be barren. You are going to break it. I say you are breaking it now. Whoever entered into that covenant on your behalf. Even some of us, even before we were born, the covenant was existing. It was already existing. An altar was there, serviced by the blood of satanic animals. Saying that because you came from here, this will happen to you. But because you are in this service today, on this covenant family day, you are separated from that cause. You are separated from that evil. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise to your feet, rise to your feet. We are going to pray, prayer now. And after that prayer, and then I'm going to pray another very special prayer for some people. And then you will notice there's going to be a dramatic turnaround. We don't have all the time. I believe God that subsequently we shall have time to deal with some of these issues. But today, the foundation has been laid and your liberty has already been initiated. You are going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, just listen to the prayer point. Father, in the name of Jesus, any altar that is raised anywhere in my village, in my family, or outside that is speaking against my family life, speaking against my marital destiny, that I will not have joy and fulfillment. Today, let your thunder come from heaven and scatter that altar. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Every altar, every shrine, every setup, that has been raised somewhere before I was born. It doesn't matter who did it. My father or my mother, my uncle, my auntie, anybody that traveled for my sake to say that my life will not be settled, to say that I will not enjoy life as a man of, as, as a family man. My father, my father, sent thunder from heaven, scatter them. Labashakataya. Pray that prayer. You have 30 seconds more to pray that prayer. Pray from your heart. Pray from your heart. In the name of Jesus Christ. Pray that prayer. Don't be watching people because your destiny is at stake. Don't be listening to what somebody else is praying because your case is not the same thing as that person. Pray your own prayer. Make your own decree. Make your own declaration. The Bible said, declare thou that thou may be justified. In the name of Jesus, are you praying at all? Open your mouth and scatter any altar. They have taken your picture to some places. They have been sharing your picture to some medium. And they are using it against you. Anywhere your picture or your clothes or anything that belongs to you is, is put Anywhere they wrote your name on any register, Akakayagala, let the power of God cancel your name from that register. Every computer they are using to monitor your destiny, let the Holy Ghost scatter that computer. Let the power of God destroy that computer. In the name of Jesus Christ, every habit that you are struggling with right now, that God has been warning you that this thing will not let you go far. Pray that prayer. Oh God! Let your power arise in my defense, arise in my, in my own battle. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody is praying. Somebody is praying. You have one minute more. Pray, 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 pray. I feel a release in my spirit to pray for you. But you need to pray for yourself first. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Machete kara, alero sante, le kokatona, zerus karabash interia, alegadegadegade bo shataya, legazegadegade bo rakosara, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. He said in his word in 1 John 4, 13, he said, 19, he said, that this is the confidence we have, that when we pray according to his will, he heareth us. Meaning, if it's not according to his will, he doesn't hear. Even if he hears, he doesn't attend to it. One of the ways that you can pray contrary to the will of God is the presence of sin in your life. He said the prayer of a sinner is an abomination unto God. I want to pray for somebody here. You are here this morning. You know, me and you know, God knows too, that you need to be born again now. Or you gave your life to Christ before. But somehow challenges came and you collected your life back. You say, God, I don't want to give you again. Let me go and flex. And all the flex you have been flexing have been depleting your destiny. And you want to come back and say, Father, I'm sorry. You are a better manager. I hand it over to you again. I want to pray for you. God's mercy is available now. Wherever you are, everybody close your eyes. Lift up your right hand. You want to pray that prayer with me. You know it. That a lot of things you are doing is is not according to the will of God. All the prayer you prayed now will amount to nothing if you don't surrender. Lift your hands. Be confident about it. God bless you for those hands that are up. Lift your hand. Be confident about it. You don't need to be ashamed. Me too, I did it before. I was a church person for years. I wasn't born again. I was singing in the choir. I was even teaching Bible study. And I was not born again. The gift of God is without repentance. You can have title. You can be a pastor. You can be elder. You are not born again. It doesn't, what are you deceiving yourself for? Hell will not know that you are an elder. Lift your hands. Let's pray. If you are praying that prayer with me, let me pray for you. Father, I pray for these hands that are lifted. In the name of Jesus, I decree mercy. I decree mercy. Father, show mercy. Lord, show mercy. Father, Lord, show mercy. You said in your word that with you there is mercy. And there is plenteous redemption. Father, show mercy. Forgive these ones, O God. Write their name in the book of life. Cancel it from the book of death. Let the hold of Satan on them be destroyed. Let the accusation that the enemy has been bringing, that is responsible for what they are going through, Lord, let it be cancelled now by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving these ones. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to Champion Circle Podcast. If this message has blessed you and you would like more information, about Champion Circle, please visit us at championcircleblogspot.com. Make sure to subscribe, follow, review, comment, listen, download, and share Champion Circle podcast. We'll leave you with this word from Act 2032. Now I entrust you to God, whose gracious truth is transformational 
and able to rebuild your character to be like Christ and give you the promised inheritance of eternal life, joining all those who are fully healed. See, See you, you next time. time.